I think the very important message that we want to communicate, I mean, I suppose to ourselves and to the public, is that the past really does matter and that it does matter in terms of our future, who we are today, um, where we're going to. And so this past, this traumatic experience that the community went through so many years ago, it's not entirely past, it's not over, it is still part of our lives today. And I think the way that the museum also started in 1994 was a very interesting story in that it didn't start off actually as the museum that you see today. It started off as a movement to protect the memories of people, to capture their stories, to be that place that was a tangible reminder of people's lives because people's homes were gone. There was no, you know, living um, in Bontiere in Langa, in Guguleta, wherever, you couldn't go back to your street and say, I was born here, or this was the home. It was gone. The street grid was raised to the ground. So there was no trace of people's lives, particularly those who were not homeowners, because a lot of people were tenants. So there was no title deed to show that you lived there. So what did you have? We had broken fragments of, you had pottery shards, maybe things that broke, you had documents, rent papers, and so on. And the coming together of all of those objects and all of those stories is what gave life to the museum and also the call to return to the land, very importantly. So it was both to capture the stories of people and also the call to support people's return to the land. So it's been a very interesting mm. journey. I haven't been there from the start. I've been there for half of the museum's life. And I can really just, so my early experience of the museum, and say its first 10, 12 years, has been through as a visitor, as a child of an ex-resident also coming in and, and being part of that um, through research, reading, doing all the oral histories. And I can just track the, the evolution of a really wonderful um, organization. Of course, I'm prejudiced. <laughs> I have to say that. No, but, I'm, but, but seriously, it is a wonderful story of something that started with quite humble beginnings and humble, a humble vision of being there for people. And suddenly the world becomes aware of this wonderful place. And I think, yeah, that's what the museum has been. And I'm sure Auntie Ruth can also um, tell you, Mm. As someone who's also not only a former resident of the Success, but she's an active member of the programs that we do with the, I, I don't know if I can say, with the older folk. <laughs> um, and also part of that story that um, is very important to young people as well. Auntie Ruth? You, 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 you know, what does all of this mean to you? As uh, Bonita says, the past actually does matter. And I think paramount is the return of people. To District 6 and you were showing me some work yesterday. Mm. What a beautiful beautiful setting that is you know with Cape Ma with uh, Table Mountain. Yes. Yeah it could be called Cape Mountain but <laughs> the Table Mountain you know uh, just beautifully captured in the background and as someone who came from there what does all of this mean to you? To me well I have mixed feelings because being, being born in District 6 living through it all, sort of today, especially, I feel when they declared it a white area, it really gave us a, like a blow. Why? People used to live together, mixed, in harmony. It was a cosmopolitan area, black, yellow, red and yellow, black and white, I would say, we lived together. We shared, we cared until 1948. When the National Party came and disrupted, I would say, everything. 
And of course, I was born in 1948 at the end of World War Two, which makes me quite an old person, I would say. No, we wouldn't say looking at you. <laughs> and um, I was one of 11 children. Well, my mother had so many children, I don't know if there was no TV or whatever, but... It was normal back then. Yeah. (laughs) And I was the third eldest child, also a product of a mixed marriage, which also made my young life a bit not so nice. But uh, 50 years ago, I was 20 years old, and all these things happened. And then, of course, Mixed Marriages Act, all the acts you could get Oscar Mm. for came in. But to me, looking down the lane of 50 years, whatever happened in between, people then got from, from 1966, they got the eviction orders to go to these places unknown to them. You've got an address to say you're going to number 50 Jordan Street, Manenberg, or Pontyhevel, Heidefeld, these places. You didn't know where these places was. But, you know, my mother was one of those people that say they can do what they like. Eviction orders or not, I'm not going anywhere. And we then stayed on Constitution Street in the Bloomer Flats. That those places are still there. And, um, you know, these Afrikaners used to come to our house and asked my mother, oh, that lovely antique clock or that lovely antique piece, if you give it to me, I'll give you a nice house. My mother said, no, you leave my things alone. It's mine. And uh, don't worry to give me a house. I will be staying here. I'm not going anywhere. And uh, time went on. I got married in 1971. And my mother was still here. It was 1981 when my mother still lived on Constitution Street in the Bloomer Flats because she refused to move. It was almost a ghost town when she was around me. And um, it was in 1981 when they came and they disconnected the electricity, the water was disconnected, and everything was so not nice to love. And this was the saddest part to me. She moved on the 14th of June, 1981 to this place called Mitchell's Plain. We didn't even know where Mitchell's Plain was. But at any rate, the other folk that moved out of the district got transport from the government to take them to these places where they had to go to. By the time when she had to move, they did not give her transport. She took too long to go. So on the 14th of June, 1981, we had to move her to Mitchell's Plain. She moved the Saturday, and sad to say, she died the Monday. At the age of 58 years old, vibrant and healthy she was, but she died. And that is something that I cannot forget. It took me a long time to heal. I want to really completely heal. But you know, um, the, the road to healing was a long road. And not an easy road either. And, uh, you know, uh, forgiving was also a long process for me. So I've learned to forgive. But forgiving doesn't mean that you can just erase the past, because you can't. Even a healed memory is not a deleted memory. 
So although the years has passed, I have forgiven, but I can't forget. But forgetting is also a new way of remembering the past. And I, and I have hope for the future, that things can get better. Oh, whoa. oh, Auntie Ruth. And, you know, these are the realities of what these forced removals did to people. Mm. 